I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. So our Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book, is currently out at bluerosemag.com. It is $19.99, so get your copy today as supplies are very limited and will be running out very soon. So if you haven't got your copy today, go to bluerosemag.com today. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. Hey Twin Peaks boys, it's Scott Ryan from the Blue Rose Magazine, and I just uncovered deleted lyrics never heard before from David Lynch's Falling. We gotta hear these, they're great. Don't do a podcast every week. Don't do a podcast every week. surprised to find out that David Lynch also felt the same way that doing a podcast every week was crazy but what we learned over the last two years is doing a podcast every week is an amazing gift for Twin Peaks fans I mean what you guys have done is it's just mind-boggling and as someone who's been in podcasting for like six years I can't imagine the pace that you guys keep up with I mean, just working on this today, it's tired me out. I'm going to go lay down for the rest of the day. Keep up the great work. And I know that as Twin Peaks The Return comes back, you guys are going to be the go-to podcast for everyone to head out to and learn about the secrets of Twin Peaks. I feel very honored that you guys have had me on the show as a guest and your support of the Blue Rose magazine has been unparalleled. I, I don't know what any of us did to deserve to have you guys out there doing what you're doing thank you for everything i'm glad to call both of you friends and i can't wait to have breakfast with you anytime you want thanks guys and i hope you hit another hundred Unwrapped. I'm your host, 
Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kazaska. Happy 100th episode. Happy 100th episode, Ben. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, We're 100 episodes in. How the heck did we get here? I don't know. It, it, it You know, it feels like just yesterday we started this show, but it was two years ago this month. Wow. I mean, two years ago in May... Is when we started recording, and then I think in June we yeah. actually started uh, yeah. airing our show. Here's the real question for you, Brian. Why did you stick around with me for 100 episodes? Like, you could have been done. You could have basically watched the whole series, watched Firewalk with me, and say, Ben, I'm done. Because I was invested, and we've had such a great time together. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have it's, a really good a, time. Yeah. The people we've met, the friends we have made, the movies we've watched have been priceless. Yes. And I think this episode is going to be awesome. This episode is going to have a lot of surprises. We're going to have a first giveaway we're going to do at the end of the episode. We'll give you details about that. That is exciting. That's awesome. And we're going to have Mark on from Deer Metal Radio. Yeah, Mark Givens yeah. from Deer Metal Radio. He inspired me for an idea while listening to his podcast. So we're going to do a little season three predictions a little bit later on. Hi, this is Patrick Odenweller from Shelbyville, Kentucky. I first found out about Twin Peaks Unwrapped when Ben and Brian were at the Great Southern in Virginia last year. I regret not meeting them and talking to them while I was there because they both have now become close friends as I listen every week. I love the enthusiasm, professionalism, and detail put into every show. Thanks, guys, and congrats on 100 episodes. Brian, we are up to episode 25. The beautiful thing about treasure is that it exists. It exists to be found. How beautiful it is to find treasure. Where is the treasure that when found leaves one eternally happy? I think we all know it exists. Some say It is inside us, inside us, one and all. That would be strange. It would be so near. Then why is it so hard to find and so difficult to attain? I feel like this is all like little nuggets of David Lynch that he wants to share, that like sometimes we're always searching for things and yet it's within us. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. And I, some reason I was thinking of, like, art. I mean, like, or even music or, like, you know, it's so funny how, like, we all have our own gifts. And some people's mm. gift is to paint and sing. And some people's gift is to do podcasting. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. You know what it's like? It reminds me of, like, uh, the Bad News Bears or Mighty Ducks or something like that. It is basically, like, ragtag people have to overcome something and they have to go through these trials and tribulations to get to that goal. But it was inside them the whole time. Mm. You know, it was them who did it. But they, they had to go through their journey to figure that out. Pie. Whoever invented the pie. Here was a great person. In Twin Peaks, we specialize in cherry pie and huckleberry pie. 
We do have many other types of pies, and at the Double R Diner, Norman knows how to make them all better than anyone I have ever known. I hope Norma likes me. I know I like her and respect her. I have spit my pitch gum out of my mouth onto her walls and floors and sometimes onto her boots. Sometimes I get angry and do things I'm not proud of. I do love Norma's pies. I love pie with coffee. This is sort of like confessions of a log lady right there. Oh. Like it has nothing, no hidden meaning, no poetry. Just I'm a jerk to Norma, and I love her pies. But she hopes that Norma likes her. She's spitting out pitch gum. I'm sure that if it hardens, it's hard to scrape off. There are clues everywhere, all around us. But the puzzle maker is clever. The clues, although surrounding us, are somehow mistaken for something else. And the something else, the wrong interpretation of the clues, we call our world. Our world is a magical smokescreen. How should we interpret the happy song of the meadowlark or the robust flavor of a wild strawberry? happy song of a metal lark or the robust flavor of a wild strawberry that we might have our own feelings about that our own yes meaning to that but that doesn't mean that's the same for everybody else Mm -hmm. and that's what i love about twin peaks i mean twin peaks is like we all have different interpretation of what this whole thing means yeah it's true yeah it's like it's like art yes it is pure art yeah you look at it and you go you like it you don't like it um what does it mean A log is a portion of a tree. At the end of a cross-cut log, many of you know this, there are rings. Each ring represents one year in the life of the tree. How long it takes to grow a tree. I don't mind telling you some things. Many things I, I mustn't say. Just notice that my fireplace is boarded up. There will never be a fire there. On the mantelpiece, in that jar are some of the ashes of my husband. My log hears things I cannot hear but my log tells me about the sounds, about the new words, even though it has stopped growing larger. My log is aware. Did she not want to burn wood because it would be burning, well, the log's relatives? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she definitely has issues with the fire with her her husband dying in a fire. Funny, usually we focus just on her. It's funny that the camera's going all over the place to kind of show, hey, the fireplace is boarded up, and this is what's here. And, yeah. and I guess you get a more sense of the surrounding of her home. I do like this whole thing about uh, the log, and there are many rings, and each ring represents one year in the life of a tree. How long does it take to grow a tree? 
even though it's been cut, it still holds memories, I guess? Mm -hmm. It still holds Think about knowledge? Every, yeah, every ring was exposed to the air. That was an exposed part of the tree mm. that someone may have touched, left an imprint, carved their initials, and then it grew out. So, yeah, it holds from the very beginning its life cycle and those rings. Funny enough, when we finished Firewalk with me, I was in your neck of the woods near this um, center of town. There's there's a, a gigantic, one of the oldest trees or something, and mm. it's, it's framed, and it has the rings, and it, it, they sliced it, and they hung it up. And it's weird. I saw that. After seeing Firewalk with me, and I was just like, yes, it's it's circle. Everything was full circle. Firewalk with me brought the whole show full, full circle, start to end, beginning to front. And I felt like uh, that was the key, is the rings. It all goes in a circle. In the center, there's no time. And Black Logitech, we talked about, there, it's like timeless. It could go anywhere. You had this theory about using those rings as kind of a way to look at the Red Room with the Black Lodge. Yeah. It's timeless. It's like, I mean, in time stands still. Yeah. Yeah. I it, mean, in the deleted scenes of the missing pieces of Firewalk Me, I think there's a whole thing where maybe it's the little man from another place saying, is this future or is this past? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, like they're kind of, and then clearly from the end of Firewalk With Me was spoilers. Uh, you have Cooper with Laura. Mm -hmm. And so, and how can they both be together? And in some ways, like, because because Cooper hasn't even been to Twin Peaks yet, but somehow he is there with Laura when she is. It almost seems like she's descending to heaven in some yeah, ways. It's yeah, like because he because he helped her, and but, it, it's sort of like a prequel in a way. Yeah, him being in the Black Lodge. It's a prequel, but it's also a, a sequel. sequel. That scene can now be played out like I'll see see you in twenty five years, and Cooper looks old. Well, now he will fit that model right. when they start the season three, and they could do that scene. And it would be, oh, my God, it's going to be so awesome how this There's no longer out. a meanwhile. We are, we are there. there. Yeah. Yeah. And Firewalk Me is like a sequel prequel, and it all went full circle. It, Laura's story was told almost. Right. We know it now. It's, I, it's, you know? it's funny. It's almost not like we. It's almost not like we've gone full circle. It's like just a circle. We just yeah. keep going around and around and around. around. Yeah. Yes, because you watch Twin Peaks, Firewalk, and Me. Then you go right back to the beginning. You watch Twin Peaks, Firewalk, and Me, and you literally go in a circle. Yeah. It's true. And season three is going to open that circle, and it's going to be a big puzzle now. Yeah, I or maybe it's going to create a whole new circle. I don't know. I mean, could like, it be Laura's circle? And then Cooper circle what, within each other. Yeah, and you know how the inter like those two circles. You, if you take the two circles and they connect, sort of like the Olympic symbol oh, yeah. minus, but just two. Right. So they interlock. The two circles interlock, and they meet twice. Mm. They meet twice, and that's, so you're saying maybe Laura and Cooper will, will meet again for the second time. Cooper helped Laura. I still stand that I believe. I don't know, but I believe that this is Cooper's. Odyssey and Laura's got to help him mm -hmm. in this way. I agree 100%. And at least the writer we've talked about this, the writers, when they first wrote that the original script for episode 29, they had the same idea in some ways that Laura was going to protect Cooper from Bob. You weren't going to see much, but it was going to be Laura reaching out to Bob and grabbing him, and they were going to, she was going to stop Bob. Hi, Brian and Ben. This is Andy, guest on episode 64 and designer of your podcast artwork. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Podcasts are a labor of love and often fade away when life gets busy, so kudos for getting an episode out each week. I wanted to touch on two topics, one being Twin Peaks music at weddings. 
Dave Broadbeck was recently on the Damn Fine podcast and mentioned playing the theme song, Falling, at his wedding. At my own wedding, I had the DJ play Dance with the Dream Man after the dinner announcement. At my friend Micah's wedding, he had a live performance of Just You happening as guests were seated. I'm curious to hear if other fans out there indulge like we did. The other topic is the Rare Twin Peaks merchandise that I own. One is a pair of Nike sneakers called the SB Dunk, which were made in limited release to celebrate the show. There's a blue owl graphic up by the ankle, green stitching and laces inspired by the show's opening title, and the interior is a red room red with a chevron pattern printed on the insole. Now, I've never worn them, but probably will for the premiere in May. But my most prized possession is a limited print of one of Richard Bamer's photographs taken during the shooting of the finale. It's a wide shot of Cooper alone as he has just entered the red room and numbered 17 out of 24. Anyways, here's to 100 more episodes and us finally getting to season three. Take care. All right, we're on the phone with Mark Gibbons, Deer Meadows Radio. How are you, Mark? Hey, guys. Doing well. Thanks so much for having me back on the show. So I got to start with <laughs> your last show was a little different from most of your other shows that you've done. I'm excited. And uh, do you you probably didn't hear it. I'm behind. Uh, well, this one was interesting, and I, I feel like it's it's saying something. You had a woman who I think I know who the woman is, but you had a woman you were talking with. <laughs> she sounds like the woman that, that introduces uh, Dear Meadows Radio. Possibly. 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 Yeah. There was chit-chat, and it seemed to go nowhere, and ended with David Bowie's changes. There's something's happening to Dear Meadows Radio. It's changing. He's getting a co-host. Ooh. <laughs> Can you, can that's, you... a, that's a rumor, Ben. That's a rumor. We can't confirm it's enough. You can't confirm uh, it. We are, we, yeah, we're looking at some options. Uh, um, yeah, listen to the little, it's just uh, like you said, Ben, it was just a little uh, five-minute teaser yes. and basically a stalling tactic as we're figuring things out. I, did, I was hoping we could get an exclusive on this show. Oh, man, <laughs> this is our 100th show, Mark. I thought you could just... Well, oh, that's a good point. You could um, just do like, something. It's, it's, it's in development. What can I give you here? Um, like, Ben, I, I would say you're on the right track. I might say it on Twitter, but the two of you are adorable. <laughs> <You're> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. I was like, like, oh, they're so much fun. They really are. Right. I got a good kick out of the two of them. So uh, I, I hope, we see, I hope we see more. Yes. So, Mark, I've been diving into all the Twin Peaks podcasts. I've been listening to yours from the beginning, and I love it. And I just listened to the episode when they released the list of casts on IMDb. I'm listening to this episode while building IKEA furniture. I loved how you just say someone that's on the list and talk about what you think or just crazy ideas. And it was just so awesome. And I was just like, oh, a prediction show. This is perfect. This is something we need to do in our show before season three hits. And I told Ben, I'm like, we got to get Mark. We got to do this for the 100th show. We need a prediction show because there's so much fun because you can be loosey-goosey with it and just have a good time. And so you inspired me to come up with this idea. So your show inspired well, you. this idea. Amazing. That is amazing. Um, that show, I do remember that episode. That's a blurred, That's a blurry one to me, though. Because like you said, if you listen, that, that one was a little different for me, too. Usually I'm researching some, you know, arcane thing. Yeah. And that one was just kind of, you know, goofing a little bit, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. On uh, possibilities. And when you guys uh, reached out about doing this, I was, believe it or not, a little hesitant. 
because my I just my brain doesn't really work that way. You know, I'm I'm not really like oh maybe Agent Cooper's doing this. Or, I just want to see it, especially at this point. Yeah, you know? yeah my, so, I don't know if my um, brain works this way either. I think I think Brian is much better at this. Like the, it's, if, it's we, dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah. You don't want to figure something out. You know, no, but no. Uh, I thought it through and I figured this this had to be fun and we'll keep it light. Yeah, Mark, we'll have <laughs> since you're the guest, we'll have you go first. Uh, what what is okay. one of your predictions for season three? One thing I'm sure everyone is at the top of our list to know come uh, the new series here in a couple weeks now. Will there be a Donna? Will there be a Laura surprise cameo, Maura Kelly, or more likely a new Donna? And yeah. I have a thought, but I'll. How about we throw it to you guys first? Your prediction is. There will be a new Donna. Uh, if I had to say, I think we're going to get a new Donna for season three. I'm, I'm with you. I agree. I, I think this. Yep. And I think it's Donna's kind of derided, maybe. You know, and you have your pro firewalk with me, and your, you know, your different uh, factions. I'm not a hater, but I'm not a lover of Donna. But she did serve, especially in the, you know, first season and a half. She was a big part of that story. Yeah. yeah. And as, as a mirror of Laura, you know, she was trying to kind of become Laura, her and Audrey doing her thing. I think she's important, and I think keeping with, I, they're, you know, the meta level even, a third actress with their whole idea of, you know, different uh, doppelgangers and all that, it, it fits right into me. I agree with it, that there's going to be a new Donna as well, and I feel like there has to be a Donna. If there's going to be, if Alicia Witt's going to return as, as a sister, mm. I have a hard time believing that the sister would be back, but not a Donna. I mean, that mm. seems odd. Warren Frost will make an appearance as well okay. as... Uh, Dr. Hayward. Yeah, so that's interesting. You know what, though? I kind of feel like the way Twin Peaks and Firewalk with Me has worked, season three, we, we might get a new Donna that fits this world. Like, Twin Peaks had one version of Donna, Firewalk with Me had a different version of Donna, mm. and this... It would just continue that tradition of having a new, fresh take on Donna. Alright, so here's my first one. The FBI has declared Cooper dead. Now, I'm not saying Cooper... <laughs> Wow. I'm wow. not saying that Dale Cooper is dead, and I think the doppelganger's out there, yeah, and yeah, Cooper's yeah. stuck in the lodge. Ben, ben, ben. So we were keeping it light. I You're know. just killing the guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about this for over 25 years, and I think all of us always like, oh, he's missing, and we've got the, mm. the missing posters, and we we're always talking about missing, missing, missing. And then I was thinking, you know what? It's been such a long period of time. Version of Cooper was alive at the end of episode 29, but I feel like so much time has gone that he's probably out in the wilderness, and the FBI, just to save face or whatever, mm. They're kind of saying, hey, we, we've declared him dead after all this time. That's interesting. And I like that idea because they would want to cover up anything. Yes. To, from the public. I think it's one of Gordon Cole's Blue Rose cases. And they've kind of just shelved it. If I'm remembering correctly, there's something in the secret history about, you know, there's a new case that's related to the old Dale Cooper case. And Very he's good almost point. kind of being referred to, yeah. you know, as, like you said, as history or something. You're right. Yes. Wow. And, 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 and here's the thing is so they, that's where they came across the trunk with the dossier. It was some kind of investigation or case they were doing, mm -hmm. and that's where they came across it. And then for some reason, they've also said, well, you can also have access to Cooper's files because it seems to be related. But it, yeah. maybe it's even more related than we think. I mean, yeah, wow. I, I like that. Do you think the FBI would have declared him dead? That, no, I, I think that's possible. I think that I wouldn't rule that out in Twin Peaks because the FBI is going to cover their own guy, especially if something bad is happening. And they don't want to alarm people and they want to keep this under wraps. 
they could just say he's he he disappeared. He he did die or mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think, Mark? Well, yeah, I, I like. I mean, I'm open to all these possibilities to be honest with you because we we just don't know. But going along those lines, like you said, that we do know there is a Dale Cooper out there. So what mm. happened? What happened to that guy? He doesn't have like a regular job. He's just kind of out there, a drifter or something. Yeah, like. yeah. He's just hanging yeah, out with a beard, <laughs> cutting down wood. Be a lot of fan fiction. A lot of fan fiction. This is the new series. My first prediction. This is more along the lines of how the show will be presented. I don't think we're going to enter the town of Twin Peaks until episode two. And I think that mm. might be why we're getting episodes one and two together, mm. and then three and four together, and then we're going straight to September. I feel like we're not going to enter Town of Twin Peaks like Firewalk with me. It took almost a half an hour. Mm. I almost feel like we it might be the second episode. I also have an odd feeling my original prediction was the fourth episode, bringing back memories or something. And I was just like, ooh, that would be like going back to the town to bring back those those memories of mm. Twin Peaks. But I feel like that might be too far to do that. I think episode two might be the first time we actually get into the town. I do think we're going to see townspeople in that first episode, maybe on the phone, maybe somewhere else, but maybe we won't enter the town of Twin Peaks till episode two. That's my, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think this is this is possible, or do you think we can't do that? We can't, like, make people wait a whole yeah. hour? As you're talking and describing, I mean, my initial gut stomach reaction was no, no, no. This has yeah. to start yeah. in, in two days. This has been too long. But, like, from a dramatic standpoint, you may be right. The best way may be to tease stuff out. So you're seeing something, or maybe that's, you know, it ends, the first episode ends, going into town. Yeah. Or that's the trend. Yeah, now, now you're scaring me, Ryan, because now I think that's a good idea. <laughs> My prediction is at least 65% of the series will take place in Twin Peaks. So at least more than half. I think a lot of our friends have been saying how it's not going to take place in Twin Peaks. I just listened to the Red Room podcast where Scott Ryan and Brad Dukes were talking, and they were saying it's not going to take place in Twin Peaks much. Yeah. So I'm saying I think it is going to be in Twin Peaks all the time. I think we'll see more than half of the, of the installments, the parts, will be in Twin Peaks. I'm not, Wow. I'm willing to say that they're not all going to be. I'm willing to say, of course, we're going to go to the Red Room and we'll be other places. Mm-hmm. Go. I don't want to be James on a motorcycle going to another town. <laughs> And I realize it's not going to be, be the bad. James. I, I know it's not going to be that bad. I don't know if it's my prediction is more of a hope that they will stay yeah. in Twin Peaks. So I'm saying more than half of the series will be in Twin Peaks. Interesting. I feel like that first episode we're getting up to speed. What's going on with Cooper and the FBI? So we don't need to be in Twin Peaks at all. That's a fair point. You know, and I feel like that second episode can get us back into the town slowly. It's 18 pieces. You know, we know Lynch likes to take his time. He takes his time on things. There is no rush. Just thinking again back to the best way to introduce something. The best stories, the introduction is kind of something a little bit different almost. Even if you go back to the, the pilot, I covered the pilot and I called the first half the epilogue of Laura Palmer. It's all going around the Greece and then all of a sudden Gail Cooper's there. And in a sense, you could say that's the beginning of the story. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could see him doing it one way, getting back to Ben, and I agree that I think that more than half or, or two-thirds is going to be in this series. I'm, I'm fine with them flashing around um, here and there, but that that is the core of the town. Otherwise, you know, you have Lost Highway, you have mm. Inland Empire, which are, which are great too, but why are you coming back and, and bringing the gang all together to not get at that heart? 
But Brian, you make me think David Lynch was willing to do it in Firewalk with me. He was willing to spend a half hour. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, with all the missing pieces, he was willing to spend even longer in Deer Meadows and, yeah. and if he if we he had wanted, concluded yeah. that and stuff. But I still don't want to believe that. I still yeah. want to believe it's Twin Peaks. We we deserve to be in that town with those people and have that vibe. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I hope know. that's the case, but I just feel like that that first episode could just be getting us up to speed about what's been going on with Cooper, mm -hmm. the FBI, and everybody. But who knows, right? That's my prediction. I mean, I don't know. We don't I, know. Honestly, I, if we could even have 10 minutes every every installment, every part of Twin yeah. Peaks, I'd be happy. If it, it was just like Lucy, <laughs> Lucy answering the phone. Don't, <laughs> don't settle, Ben. Don't settle don't, for right. 10. You're right. So, Mark, what is your next prediction? Okay, so this one is kind of open-ended, but I can throw out suggestions uh, for you guys when we get into it. But I've, I've long, uh, going back to that casting announcement, I think I may even said it there, but I can't imagine they just let everyone out. The, how they've guarded everything so closely. Yeah. If they had some really good twists and turns with, a, you know, a guy popping up, like, uh, you know, going back to the original, maybe like how Catherine, you know, was the Japanese businessman they obviously wouldn't want to get that out so i'm thinking there's got to be some returning character or characters coming back uh catherine martell and and maybe joan shen too like mm, that was yeah. such a big part they're both around they both i think have said they would have been willing but they just didn't get the call right it just seems like you know how is that possible um yeah. it was and I think a, lot, part of the show. a lot of fans want to know what happened to Josie, so I feel like that would be a missed opportunity yeah, if they didn't happening. kind of revisit that. Yeah. Even if she, if we find her in the Black Lodge and like she's just hanging out there and she doesn't have much of a part, it still I think would make the fans feel better to know what happened to Josie. Move it along a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Some sort of closure. So, and then I'll, I'll give one other one, and then if you guys have any ideas, and this one may be more of a, a bias, a personal uh, favorite of mine. Um, that's a little bit of a split. Uh, in the community, I think, but I just felt Wyndham Earl was coming back in season three. Like, wow. you know, he didn't die in any kind of conventional sense. He's in this, this crazy place. They, I think, I'm pretty sure that Frost and, you know, Engels and uh, Peyton had planned going forward for that. Lynch came in, did what he did, but um, I think he would be great to pop up, you know, like mid-season, something like that. Dressed and I know up. second season has its detractors all over, but uh, I think he'd be great. Ted Ramey had said, I think it was, it was either in Spectrum or it was in Wrapped in Plastic, that he was going to come back as a zombie and I, and with, with Wyndham Earl. So it's... I don't, that would have been bad. A zombie? I, been bad. I, I do. I do keep wondering if he was kidding or not. But yeah, the, I think I'd heard that, and I've heard uh, another, you know, nugget or two that you know, Wyndham Earl was coming back. I think it might have been a Kenneth Welsh interview. When all these years later, you still don't have Harley Payton, Mark Frost ever mentioning that or acknowledging it, I always feel like they're holding some stuff back. Yeah. But. Now, the one thing is David Lynch, I don't think, liked the Wyndham Earl character. Like, he wasn't a fan of it. So, at least that's what I thought I've heard. So, I don't know if he would be... If he'd come back or not. If he'd come back. You know, sometimes that's all caught up in the second season thing, so you don't True. know. I think he was a Frost creation, primarily. So, yeah. you know, if they weren't going to use him, you would have thought maybe the... Uh, the secret history would have something, and he's uh, uh, notoriously absent from that completely. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What are you guys thinking? I had my prediction. I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that Heather Graham 
will be back in season three. I, I really would love it that that was kept a mystery, but a part of me feels that she would be mentioned. But is there really a reason to see her? I mean, we know she went to the hospital and she was obviously fine. By a welcome Yeah. So I mean, well, you know, at the end, that you know, Annie got out of there and you know she was taken care of. How's Annie? Yeah, but Cooper's asking how's Annie. But like a part of me wants to see her yeah. like a mystery thing to right. keep so I don't know. My prediction would be having Heather Graham come back as Annie or at least mention her. At so least. this was one of my predictions. So again, I, yeah. I, what my, my prediction was Heather Graham, who plays Annie, will appear on the show. Yeah, so you feel the same way. Well, I did, like, and, and here's the thing is, I don't even know if I love Annie's character. Like, uh, I, I know. I, I feel like we recently had a show where I really love Audrey and Cooper, and you're, and Brian was like, yeah, I don't really care for Audrey and Cooper. I want Cooper and Annie. Annie and I was yeah. like, what? You're yeah. blasphemy. How dare you? Here's the thing is, so... So before Twin Peaks, David Lynch shot a commercial with Heather Graham, like a, I think it was a perfume commercial. Mm -hmm. So he's worked with her before, he works with her in Twin Peaks, and then he brings her back for Firewalk With Me. So I feel like he likes this actress, he's worked with her enough. I feel like he's bringing all of his friends to this party that we call Twin Peaks yeah. The Return. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Heather Graham, should be part of that. And she should be a mystery. Like you're saying, Mark, they are hiding a few characters, and one of them will be Heather Graham. Maybe a year ago or so, she was in an interview and asked about it. Yes. She's like, oh, no, no, you know, I, I would love to, but I didn't hear it. I did not buy her response. Yeah, I don't know if I bought that either. Do you know if there is any chance that she'll return for the Twin Peaks reboot? That's so funny. A lot of people have been asking me about that. I'm, I'm really excited to watch it. I'm not on it. No. You're not? No. I, I always question whether we want to even bring this up. Michael Anderson. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. I mean, he's, no. he's trashed everybody. And yeah. he's so, I mean, yeah, he's on, on social media, he's just kind of out there. But it's kind of unfortunate because of the icon of this little man from another place. Like, I don't like the way that the actor has behaved. Yeah. But it's unfortunate, you know, to try and separate that, that, that I feel like this character should be part of Twin Peaks. Like, when you think of Twin Peaks, you think Me of the him. Man. I was wishing that, like, this is all a big joke. Yeah, yeah. personal, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, for a while, for a while, it seemed like it could have been. And then it got, it, got, uh, it took a dark turn. Yeah. I think, it, just looking at the evidence, I mean, you know, obviously not knowing Michael Anderson or anything like that, but it looked like a mental health kind of thing, almost. My prediction for season three is that Leland, uh, Ray Wise, will take over the Bob mantle with the passing, Frank Silva passing away. But this is a golden opportunity that Ray Wise, Leland, would take over this position because uh, Ben and myself, were before we called you, Mark, we are having a discussion about how, you know, Firewalk with me and Twin Peaks is like a full circle and Cooper saved Laura. In season three, we would both like to see Laura save Cooper. Now, this would allow Laura to face her father and, and mm. beat him. Mm. And if he took over the mantle of the Bob character or that figure of what Bob stood for, that would allow her to face her fears and save Cooper by facing her dad. And I like that. A lot. I thought of that when we were discussing that. I was like, "Oh my god!" Put a nice ending on my prediction about 
Leland being the Bob figure? I mean, what do you guys think? Who do you, who do you think will be the Bob figure? I like how you uh, flesh that out there. That's the dangerous thinking yeah. that I don't want to do too much of. Definitely a possibility. I mean, he's got a history with Bob, and I could definitely see that happening. I really like Leland being Bob, because especially because the, it, the connection with Laura, and, yeah. and, and it would maybe put more emphasis on, is Leland the evil one that killed Laura Palmer, and it's really, he, he's responsible. I, you even put yeah. more focus on that. There is another actor in the cast that I think would make a good Bob. His name is Robert Nepper. He plays Teabag in Prison Break, which I enjoy that show. I, I actually His name is Teabag? So he is not a favorable member of the prison but society. He, yeah. <laughs> he was in Heroes. He's in a, The actor's been in all sorts yeah. of stuff. I think he's a great actor, and I think he would do a, a pretty cool job of Bob. So if it's not Leland, I think he would make a great Bob, but I think they need to have a Bob. I can't yeah. imagine you not having a bob i know that actor you're talking about and i i really would have to say it you know to see if i bought into that recasting donna is one thing the bob you know <laughs> it's tricky it's tricky that's a whole different kind of worms. Wish, um, didn't they have, they had footage in the, I mean, I guess that might have been too cheesy, like the missing pieces kind of, if they had held some of that back, you yeah. know, maybe they could have. It's hard to cut that yeah. in there though, like right, to try and slice it yeah. in, and it's like, are we going to get green screens, is it going to become Star Wars and we're going to have yeah. <laughs> yeah, the prequels? Yeah, is it going to be the prequels all over again? Yeah, I thought about that too, yeah. could they use old footage of Bob? stuff they didn't use. They could use the Star Wars technology like they did with Princess Leia and it's been millions of dollars, dollars on his footage, <laughs> his face of, of, footage. Yeah. We were just saying there, we have both the man from another place yeah. and Bob. So those are two huge of the large uh, denizens that they got to do something with. So I was more thinking we have the giant and we have the jumping man and I think that's about it. But uh, the jumping man, you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. With the stick. Yeah. yeah. And fire walk with very mysterious. One of my favorite characters because it's like he just scares the crap out of you as soon as he appears. So what's he doing there? He's some sort of magician. He's just, he's lurking around. I was thinking maybe he somehow is you know strongly related to the. the so maybe he'll take that role somehow. Mm, some yeah. Sort of transference. And then this is a kooky one that doesn't really make sense. I just uh, it just popped in my head as. I uh, was on hold waiting for you guys. The giant, we know, is going to be in there. Could he be the new Bob? That's crazy. <laughs> no, that would be weird. Oh, it man. is crazy because he's he's got an ability to be creepy, yeah. that actor. You know? He's pretty much a benign figure. I think it's the last episode when they're one and the same. Yes. And kind of smiling. It's like, oh. I think it's obvious they got to do something because yeah. of Bob and the little man. So we have these two. Who are very, you know, who knows what their roles really are. We don't yeah. even really know, you know, the good or bad, so. Episode 29, the little man from another place had a doppelganger. Do you remember his eyes were white and he says doppelganger? So yeah. couldn't the giant have his own doppelganger? You could have a good giant and a bad giant? Yeah, you really yeah. could. That's true. Absolutely. There could be completely new creatures that are... You know, nothing we've seen before, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to handle Bob in season three is going to be very interesting. Do they recast him? Does mm -hmm. someone take that mantle? So I think we've already talked about this prediction before on the show, but I'm still going to go back to it. We will see Diane in the no! new series. <laughs> you really think we're going to see Diane? I think I'm ready for it. It's funny as a fan for so many years, I don't know if I wanted to see Diane, but if it's the if it's the actress I hope it is, I think it could work. 
I think there could be chemistry with Cooper, and I think it, it would be fun. Who, who, who is it? I think it's Laura Dern. Laura Dern and Kyle McLaughlin have great chemistry, especially from Blue Velvet. I yep. think they would be fun to be able to hang out again as Diana Cooper. You think I'm like a cameo or a, a meaty role? You just see her briefly in one episode, and then you just have Cooper talking to Diana th- from his recorder? I think it maybe will be a few episodes, but it's not mm. going to be 18 hours of Diana. <laughs> I know you- the spin-off series, Diane? Yeah. I think I'm split. I think my heart says not seen. I'm sure whatever they do, you know, it'll. it's not something that would kill me, but the whole thing about Diane is, the mystery, and we know, you know, kill the golden goose, as Lynch says, mm-hmm. and the mystery is gone. So, what are you getting out of seeing Diane, I guess? Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there's something, maybe, instead of the, the novelty of talking in the recorder, maybe something different with Diane, but I can't quite visualize it. My prediction the Cooper that is out in the real world, the doppelganger, the evil Cooper, whatever we want to call him, he has kidnapped somebody. Or he has killed people, or has become a serial killer. This is like <laughs> ten predictions all wrapped well, into one. Here, I, I, my prediction Ryan, is Ryan saved the darkest for last. Uh, uh, Cooper either has killed or kidnapped somebody. I think we have to see Cooper kill somebody. We don't have to see it, but we have to know that this evil Cooper out there has been doing bad things, and killing somebody is going to be a, a one eighty against his character. So I kind of feel like. This will show this Cooper is a different Cooper we've grown and loved, and that the real Cooper is in that lodge, stuck. But I just feel like he's done something bad. And I don't know. I'm on the fence. It's really hard for me to, to put my fist down and say, he's killed. Because a part of me feels like, well, maybe I don't want to see him to kill anybody. Maybe just a kidnapping. It's you know? the doppelganger. It's not really him. I know. I, I know. But what do you guys think? Do you, do you think this evil Cooper will have anything, has done anything Bad. I think he's gonna skip rope and, and <laughs> <laughs> he has to. I mean, but like, what? What do you what do you, what do you think as as far as this evil Cooper will go? He kills off every Twin Peaks character. Oh my God! Lucy dies and Andy and he dies. dies. You're gonna get a knife and you're gonna get a knife. Uh, that's why we're not in Twin Peaks anymore because he killed off everybody in Twin Peaks and now we have to go to Paris to start killing. Yes, them. right. Oh, no, I do think. He, I mean, I think if he's evil. We're going to have to see some violence. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's going to uh, love tea and, and wear flannel shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lynch would love that. I'm kind of on board what you're saying, Ryan. Uh, but I think it'll be, like I think you said too, something that happened maybe some time ago. Because it's the doppelganger, you can have it kill, right? Because yeah, yeah. There's that ambiguity there. There's no real going back if, it's, if that's not part of it. But... Um, I think that's what they were setting up. It's been such a, a long wait now that I feel Lynch and Frost want to give us something new, though, too. So maybe build on some of those ideas, but it's not going to be eight episodes of Dale Cooper chasing him around, I don't feel. I think it might be part of the story, but more in the background. Yeah, yeah, I, could, I definitely agree with that, yeah. So my next one is another sort of uh, casting character one, and this is... All the reports are there's no uh, Michael Onstein. We have Robert Forrester reportedly in some sort of uh, similar role. So who do we think Robert Forrester is playing? And I'll start. Um, I think, you know, the obvious is Harry Truman. There's been 
rumors and the source I'm thinking of again is the secret history, but mm. there's a brother now, a brother mentioned. And yes. I can't I can't recall his name off the top of my head. Frank. Frank? That's it. So I'm thinking the brother and there may be an Ankin cameo or uh, more of a you know, a story about what happened to him. If you go back to the Twin Peaks pilot, I think I made a joke about this on my show, but uh, the original character is not Harry Truman or Harry S. Truman is uh, Dan Stedman. Mm. So I thought that, that might be funny if they, you know, this replacement sheriff. That would be funny. <laughs> sheriff Stedman. But what do you guys think? Is he Harry Truman or one of these other variations? Frank. I think I think he's going to be Frank Truman. And to go back to Cooper doing something evil, my, mm. this ties Ooh. into that. What if Cooper took out Harry Truman? Like, yeah. That would be big. Hey, the bromance <laughs> is over. The bro. The bro- <laughs> That that was the original tagline for season three. <laughs> Twin Peaks, the bromance is over. And I mean, that would be like my eyes would fall out of my head if I saw that. Oh, really, oh. that would be like right now. I I'm on the edge of my seat just thinking about. It that. took 25 years for Truman to put it together. He he couldn't he couldn't figure out that his girlfriend was a bad yeah bad. Yeah. And it took him 25 years. You know, there's something wrong with you, Cooper. <laughs> and Cooper just kills him. <laughs> He's like, Coop, I think there's something really wrong with you. And he just got some. Yeah. He got some right and there. And he says, it's taking you this long to figure that out. <laughs> I think he's playing, yeah, Frank Truman. I think he's going to be his brother. Because to replace that actor, to just have someone step into those shoes and just be him would really yeah. throw off a lot of diehard fans. So I'll, I'll go. I'll go counter to what you're saying and say it will be. He will be playing Truman. It seems like they may have written a script for Harry Truman, and that maybe they wanted to stick with that. It'd be kind of odd to be like, guess what? He had a brother, and the brother happened to be a sheriff too. And yeah. it's like, what a coincidence! I mean, maybe it happens. That's but Twin Peaks, seems- though. Everybody's a qu- like. I guess, but it seems Maddie like Maddie looks like Laura. Right. What a coincidence. We never knew he had a brother, but all of a sudden he has a brother, and guess what? He took yeah. over for Harry. I don't yeah. know. So I, isn't, I, it, isn't it in the secret history that, you know, his whole family, yes. if I'm remembering? You are right. You are absolutely right. But I don't believe that. I, I, I'm at a point now where I don't trust the secret history. Wow. It's out here now. Ben does not trust the secret history yes. of Twin Peaks. Well, I, I need to see the final dossier to know if this is uh, it's coming legit. up the end of the year. End of the year. October. October. By heavens, Andy, take a look at this. What you mistook for the four H club, the four and the H are actually astrological symbols. You mean like planets? Why, yes, Andy. They stand for Jupiter and Saturn. Some of the others represent planets as well, but this particular part of the puzzle pertains to a precise planetary position. Jupiter and Saturn in conjunction. What's that supposed to mean? Well, historically, Harry, when Jupiter and Saturn are conjunct, there are enormous shifts in power and fortune. Jupiter being expansive in its influence, Saturn contracted. Conjunction suggests a state of, of intensification, concentration. What this indicates to me is the potential for explosive change, good and bad. So when's the next conjunction? Well, now let's see, according to the ephemeris. The next conjunction is due January to June. My God, Harry, the door to the lodge. That's when it's open. That's what the puzzle is telling us. But I'm wondering, uh, that, would it have to be that same time period 25 oh, years later oh, oh, oh. that all the planets have to align and there's only certain periods that the opening to the door... That was, for some reason, a very important, obviously, time to get in there. 
but we have these other, you know, the, uh, the deleted scene with David Bowie. There's some kind of lodge, you know, hopping in and out there. Mm, um, true. So there's other instances. Well, we know David Bowie's character could kind of, he could jump in between dimensions and time. He was like a time lord. So he had these powers in the ring. If the ring is brought in, that allows some sort of jumping as well, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we really don't know. Right. So, I mean, would the, these dates matter? Mayday! Mayday! February 1989. This is going to blow your mind, guys. I think James Hurley will be a major player in figuring out who killed Donna. (laughs) Donna's dead? (laughs) I think Donna is dead. And my evidence is the fact that we see him on Entertainment Weekly cover prominently featured we see him in the roadhouse which looks like to be the roadhouse with david lynch directing him next to someone else that could be his protege or someone helping him figure out this mystery donna's son donna's son (laughs) i don't know did donna have a son but i think maybe donna is killed or kidnapped or is dead and in james this is his redemption to figure out who killed Donna. I think we're going to like James in this. I think this is going to be his redemption for for fans of the show. And he's going to figure mm-hmm. out who killed Donna. That's just, my prediction. Just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about that? So, so dark, Brian. You, everyone. You keep getting, <laughs> I didn't know he was so dark. <laughs> I like your prediction is not even uh, it's about James and Donna's death. It's, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's about James, but really it's about killing Donna. <laughs> So who could kill Donna? Here's a, I like this killing Donna thing because as we remember, uh, Le- <laughs> everybody likes killing Donna. Leland Palmer almost killed Donna. Yes, she wants to say goodbye to Maddie, but, and they're dancing, and then he pulls her clothes, and it seems like he might try to kill her. And then I think there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. She had woman's intuition. It was like, get the hell out of here. Donna was the sleuth in in Twin Peaks. If she's dead. This makes James the new detective. Here's the yeah. real way to do it because this is we got to remember that there's this has got to be somewhat related to younger audience. So we have their kids, James's kid, James' kid, and Audrey's kid, kid. solving mysteries mm-hmm. together. Or something. Like Scooby Doo, yeah, yeah, yeah. James is now Big Ed. It's all gone down the river. Down the river. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Dad, can you can, can you loan me twelve dollars? I need twelve dollars. <laughs> Uh, jumping on what you're saying, Ben, that with Donna, you know, again, she's a, a Laura kind of clone, and it would fit uh, mm. thematically. Yeah. It would be funny the history of the actresses and stuff they want to... Right. Wanna yeah. Yeah, cause like Maddie dressed up as Laura died. Donna dressed up as Laura, and maybe <laughs> And then she next. dies. Yeah. Maybe. You dress up as Laura, you die. So my last one, uh, you just actually uh, touched on it briefly, Brian, but um, I'm going to the, uh, the Entertainment Weekly, the infamous uh, photo shoot that had everyone excited. And I was very excited to finally did track down a copy. But after looking at it for a while, and I, I think I put this out on Twitter and others may have too, I, you know, something didn't feel right about this. The fact that now they're just showing, you know, this big picture, you know, what everyone's up to. So I am of the, the school of thought that this was just 
uh, messing around with people, mm. getting them thinking, oh, we're coming back. It's Norma and Shelly at the diner. Who's still going to be dressed that way, right? Yeah. After 20 something years. It, it could happen, yeah. but I smell a, a ruse here. So mm. I think maybe, maybe like one of those characters, uh, just to, to keep us all balanced. But I think we're going to be looking at different states, especially Shelly. Uh, to me, for some reason, I had high hopes for Shelly. <laughs> the fact that she's still uh, in the same job, minimum wage, all these years later. There is the family element and all that. But just those images, to me, it was uh, it was the Lynch and Frost kind of messing with us. Just how they guarded everything. Yeah. So secret yeah, and so- then to reveal that. Yeah. Yeah, so Mark, I question that too, but here's some reason why I think their outfits are legit. Two reasons for this. One, we have a picture of Machen Amick in her uniform. She took a picture, you know, I think on the set where it was just her looking down and you saw the blue outfit mm-hmm. and in her shoes. So we had that and I think that's authentic. I think that's yes. a real thing. And then Sherilyn Fenn took a picture of herself where she got in trouble for taking a picture just of her. And she was wearing the same outfit that was in Entertainment Weekly uh, that I think it's mm-hmm. a black outfit. So there's two, at least two pictures supposedly on the set. And then we actually see it in Entertainment Weekly. The blue rose. The blue rose is saying this means nothing. There's nothing in this photo that's giving away any clues because there's nothing here. So you're out with Mark. You're saying... I think that blue rose could just be an indication to fans. What does a blue rose mean? Nobody really knows. But this photo that you're seeing on Entertainment Weekly is just for looks. This is just That's what a, you're saying what Mark is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. this blue rose is is your is a wink and a nod to the fans saying right. this could just be nothing. And to say I don't think that I mean I want it, but I don't know I think Cooper and Audrey are gonna be you know, hugging or holding mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. So I do, I definitely do think they've reenacted some stuff, but I thought that with their outfits, they, to me, they all looked authentic. Yes. I really thought, yeah. like, I really do think Norma and Shelly are going to be waitresses still. But Bobby, I mean, correct me if, if I'm misremembered, but isn't he, like, literally in his high school jacket? Like the <laughs> He's one of those guys who never leaves high school. And what do you think about Shelly? He looked pretty sexy on the... Yeah. Well, I've always loved Shelly. She's my favorite, and... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everyone looks silly. Yeah, she's the best. I don't think she's best. gonna be wearing her outfit that way on the show. Yeah, right? yeah, but who knows? Yeah, the- showtime. It's <laughs> showtime. Uh, That's the showtime money speaking. I feel like for me, th- this photo shoot is just showing you the classic characters and the way you remember them. But maybe this is all for show. Uh, uh, the blonde yeah. side us. You're probably right. I also love Laura in her black lodge outfit. I mean, I think that was a nice touch yes. too. We will learn more about Judy. We're not going to speak about Judy. We're going to learn more about Judy, and she will not be Josie's sister. Real. And it was uh, Angles, Bob Angles, who, who later on, I think, said in Wrapped in Plastic that it, they were talking about having it be Josie's sister. And I always thought Laura was Judy because she was sort of like Judy Garland and the Wizard of Oz mm. connection. And you had uh, Bob being the bad witch, and then you had... Um, Maybe Mike being the good witch. Yeah, and I want to say why that makes a lot of sense, too. In Firewalk Me, you have the monkey say Judy, and mm-hmm. the very next shot you show is Laura wrapped in plastic at the, on the beach. There. Yeah. So he, yeah. he says Judy, and then you see an image of Laura. Laura. And so to me, why not make it? I would love it to be Laura. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 along those lines, I always kind of thought of this, and it's just uh, crystallized a little bit on me, actually. I always thought, like, Judy was another... Blue Rose, you know, another girl murdered, apparently 
that's essential to getting, you know, to lodge access. And we had Jeffrey. So maybe that was his Laura. I maybe like that. Maybe that was who we investigating. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a great theory. That's a great point. Yeah, I never even... That never even occurred to never me. never occurred to me either, but when you think about it, like, we haven't seen a lot of Blue Rose cases, but the ones we've seen is Teresa Banks, and then we saw Laura, and so why not the third one be Judy being... Yeah, yeah. 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 Maddie, Maddie Ferguson, you would probably throw in there, too. Right. That's true. That's true. true. I agree that we're going to see more... You, Judy will be part of this. I can't imagine... They're leaving that one just dangling forever. I agree. I think maybe they were thinking of doing it, and maybe Josie's sister was David Bowie's Laura at that time in their head with 20-some years. I'm sure they could come up with uh, all kinds of new ideas mm. for how to incorporate that. Definitely. It could be yeah. any kind of, you know, if, if it is a girl who got murdered and is involved in that way, you know, that's a blank canvas, so you can do, do all kinds of different ways with that. You can be in South America or wherever. True. Yeah, that's true. And with him jumping time and everywhere. There was talk that David Bowie could have been in the new yeah, series. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that he passed away. I'm still uh, an optimist on all those. You know, they got uh, Catherine Coulson in there, so who knows? I think Cheryl Lee will only play Laura Palmer in season three. I don't think we're going to get a relative... With her with dyed hair because redhead? This, a redhead. This cast is so big, we don't need to have Laura Palmer playing her family members anymore. You can have an actress to play will you, someone. Will you make the exception of Maddie? Well, no, that happened already. She's dead. Maddie's dead. But Maddie was in the Black Lodge. So Laura. So oh Laura. well, yeah. I mean, yeah, Laura. I mean, Laura. I guess if we if we are shown Maddie, that's a character that exists. I don't think. Cheryl Lee's going to play any new character. The reason I think she will stick with just Laura Palmer and maybe Maddie, maybe, I think for new people coming in, if they see Cheryl Lee dressed up as another family member, they might be like, what? Mm. It might be a bit confusing. And now with such a big cast, there would be no need to have her play another family member that happens to look there like her. There is if we want to see more of the actress. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Laura's going to have a big part you think as Laura part? Yeah. in the Black Lodge. I think she'll play a pivotal role in this. Will we see her outside of the Black Lodge? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Not me personally, but you think so? There's a part of me, and again, I don't like to think too much about this, but you know, I think people have thrown this out there. Like The, the, the series just starts with you know, Laura Palmer alive, and you're just following, you know, a whole new thing that's like, wait, what's going on here that they don't explain till later and some kind of uh, loop or mm. alternative uh, reality thing. John Thornton talked about this. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. She's alive as Laura Palmer, and then she gets killed again. Uh, we don't need to see that. We've seen like, we it's, see. it's Laura Palmer. It's Cooper killing Laura. I, yeah, I don't know how we feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Yeah, but it's a good. It's a good theory. It could Is be it? interesting. Don't like it, I don't like it, it, but I'll go with it. I'll uh, go with it. So I think that's our predictions, right? You guys, anything else you want to say? I mean, I think these are awesome that, predictions. Yeah, I'm ready to watch the show. I'm yeah. tired of predicting. Yeah, yeah. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. I, I think it would be a lot of fun for people who are, are listening to the show right now. As the show is on, if we can remember what we said, I know it would be a while, but like after season three, to come back and kind of look at these and mm. see what came true or not, or keep track. And I think that's what's fun about Twin Peaks. I like 
having all these theories and predictions and none of it comes true. None of it. None of it. And that's great. It would be interesting if we scratched the surface of a couple of these, but we didn't get 100% right, but we got it just the, just we're on the right track. I'd be happy if I was completely wrong. I want yeah, I want it to yeah. be original. I want it to be something I never thought of and I just want to be my mind to be blown. Yeah. And I I think we will. You know, we kind of went some dark places me. I know, I know. But I mean, I think this is a lot of fun and obviously we we know nothing like everybody else, but when you have so much time to think about it, like you know, 25 years, 25 years, <laughs> like for Ben and you, me, it was only a year. Ben was always saying how my theories were always interesting. We had talked about wanting to do like a, a show of just all your theories. And this is it right here. Yeah, this, this is the new, new series. But it would have been funny if we had gone and gone back to all the shows and oh, said. Oh, God. <laughs> there were horrible theories in, in hindsight. But yeah, they were great at the time. That's Twin Peaks. It's just so open-ended. Yeah. I mean. That's, that's why I I don't I can't waste too. I just want to see what these guys had in mind because obviously you can go this way that way or the other like we just uh, talked about tonight. But yeah, at the end of the day, I don't really care about my expectations because I don't have any other than just wanting to sit back and watch it and see what happens. So. Exactly. Yeah. So Mark, how can people follow you? How can they check out Deer Metal Radio? I am Deer Metal Radio um, everywhere. So the website is www DeerMeadowRadio.Lipson.com, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail is all Deer Meadow Radio, one word. Yeah, we've been in a little bit of a lull, working on some other projects, some uh, kind of Twin Peaks-related mystery projects, actually. Actually, probably not even a mystery anymore. I think you, it's out Yeah, there. I, I mean, to say, you're in the paper. <laughs> you're in the newspaper. You <laughs> and David <laughs> Bushman are in the paper. So you, this is not a secret anymore. The, the story yeah, I is just out. Haven't, you know, yeah, so yeah, we've been uh, working on, I think I talked, yeah, I did talk to you guys about the, the Hazel Drew um, mystery, and I yeah. did an episode on the podcast uh, more than a year ago now. But ever since then, I have been continuing to look at it. It's just, uh, it's amazing how much information is out there on this thing. It's, it's wow. like being in the video game version of Twin Peaks almost. You don't, you know, have all these suspects and some facts. <laughs> um, so we're trying to piece that together, and there should be some stuff coming on that soon. Um, I, I forget like what I'm allowed to say, but like you said. We actually got interviewed because someone, a reporter, heard my podcast. It's uh, exciting stuff. But that has taken some energy, uh, to be honest, out of my the podcast uh, because all this stuff takes time and energy and, you know, the job and the kids and all that, too. Yeah. But um, that being said, as you alluded to, we're we're, as part of that, I guess, we're we're possibly mixing things up to try and uh, reinvigorate it and. Last episode was the uh, the, the Frostscape, which is my uh, crazy idea of a shared universe mm. like the Lynchverse, but this is the Mark Frost stuff that's similar to Swim Peaks and that mythology. Awesome. So I, I did that last episode, and now we're going to start diving into the various books and TV shows and uh, movies that make up the Frostscape. So that'll be coming hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. So, will you cover the new series? Your metal radio is always kind of fluid. Mm. <laughs> it's a little different for us because it'll be more hot takey uh, rather than things we've been thinking about for years and all that. But uh, w- I think we're going to come out after each episode with some thoughts. Uh, like I said, it could be a new format, mm. um, that kind of thing. And I think it'll be short. You know, it'll be you know just kind of live thoughts. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it's on my calendar. 
Excellent. So, uh, we can't nice. wait to see it. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it. And, and, and real quick, happy 100th episode, guys. That's oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Two rounds of applause. I have a personal goal of, of 75 episodes for uh, to honor Rack and Plastic. There you go. And I think that'll take me another 12, 13 years to get to it. So you guys, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Uh, um, they're every week. Thank We're, you, Mark. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we appreciate you being part of it today. Hey, yo, what's up? Congratulations on your 100th episode. I can't believe the amount of content you guys generate. It's so much fun, and your dedication and love for all things Twin Peaks just explodes out of your podcast. And, you know, I'm honored to have been a guest, and, you know, I think you guys are just getting started. So congratulations on 100 shows, and here's to the next 100. See you guys. Hi, guys. It's Maya. I just wanted to... Congratulate you. I think it's pretty amazing that you've done 100 shows already. I'm not surprised, though, because you do quality work every week, and that takes a lot of effort and work. So very proud of you guys. And I wanted to thank you for not only having me on the show so many times, but in general just for supporting the community and being such great Twin Peaks fans. So here's to 100 more. Hey, Ben. Hey, Brian. It's Twin Peaks. I've got a little White Lodge, Black Lodge story about Washington. The White Lodge version is when we went there for our honeymoon, we walked into the Kiana Lodge in Poolsbow and actually got a personal tour of the log where Laura was found, the entire lobby of the quote-unquote Great Northern. I think it was something out of a dream. It was a beautiful thing. The Black Lodge version is we went to the Weyerhaeuser uh, office where the sheriff's department scenes were filmed. We walked in. There was nobody there. We started taking pictures. All of a sudden, somebody jumped out and said, hey, what are you doing? And we said, the Internet told us we could take pictures here. And the person there said, not quite. You guys got to get out of here. So, unfortunately, we only snapped a few pictures 25 years ago. But now, maybe we get a chance to do it all over again. See you in the trees. All right, we're on the phone with Charlotte Stewart. She's got her memoir, Little House in the Hollywood Hills. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Hey, happy 100th episode. Oh, thank oh. you that so much. That is so oh, cool. Thank you so much. We're so excited. Uh, Brian and I are going to the Twin Peaks Fest in July, and you were announced that you're going to be there. Oh, I will be there. Absolutely. In fact, every year I say, oh, you know, you don't want me again. <laughs> and they went, wait a minute. You were one of our first guests. <laughs> you got us a festival, and I said, I did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they we, were so great. Yeah, we got to have you there. I think you're just somebody so special, and, and you have such a, a great relationship with David Lynch, and the, I think the fans love you. So I, I'm so happy that you're going to be there. Well, I'm thrilled every year that I come, and I'm so amazed at the fans, you know, how dedicated they are and how loyal. And I've been on the phone with David and I'm going to call him probably the week before I come up there and see if he has some special words. Try to do that. He says that I'm carrying the torch for Catherine. Oh, that's so nice. And you did that last year, and that was so nice that you did that. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I felt I had to because she's, she's been so consistent, you know, doing that every year. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's a nice thing to – He, I know he would love to be there, but um, there will be some other people there that you probably will be delighted with. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Exciting. I think we're happy with just having you there, but thank you. that's great that there'll be some other people there to meet. We're only a couple of weeks away from the series. How do you feel about that, you know, the show coming back? 
I'm so excited. Um, I got an invitation from David's assistant, you know, associate producer, and she invited us all to a nightclub where they had their cast party a year ago hmm. um, in in L.A., in the Valley. And uh, But I can't because I'm already committed to be in Northern California. I can't just pop down for a, you know, quick trip. But I'll be watching it with my writing partner, Andy Dembski. We're going to do a little uh, barbecue and watch mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. So I'm nice. really looking forward to that. Last Sunday's New York Times, there's a nice article about David in there. And the headline on the cover says, David Lynch won't say anything about Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think I don't think it's ever changed, though. I even feel like when the series was no. 25 years ago, he didn't really want to talk about it. So fans wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. I think we're excited that we don't know anything and that we're going in there with, with, with just mysteries. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm excited, too, because I don't know anything about it. I just know, you know, the part that I did, and I don't know how it fits in or what it was even about, to tell you the truth, you know. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, <laughs> I have to get your uh, memoir on audiobook. You read your book. I, I still have to pick that you up. Can, yes, you can. You can get it at audible.com. I'm so amazed that you actually read it. I know it's very personal stuff. I'm, I'm really impressed that you did that. Well, it was amazing to me because I got very emotional at some point, mm-hmm. and I actually made the I made Rob stop recording. I said, I can't be crying. Yeah. You know, it's going to sound awful. And so I'd go back and I had to really hold it back. Um, you know, a lot of personal stuff about yeah. my dad and my mom and, yeah. you know, other things. Guys, thank you so thank much. You so I really much. appreciate, oh, appreciate you calling me. And- hey, Ben and Brian, it's Joel. I was trying to send you a 100th episode message via a psychic messenger service because I'm a strong sender but apparently I'm not strong enough to send you this recording instead. Uh, it's been really great participating with you guys over the past two years, being your guests on many of the episodes and then listening as you as you made your way through the show. And I just wanted to commend you on a hell of an accomplishment, not just making it to 100, but doing it so consistently. I mean, that's that's tough to to keep that momentum going you you've done a fabulous job so i i can't wait to hear what you're going to think of the new series to come on again and share my own thoughts who knows what it'll be and uh here's to 100 more episodes <laughs> maybe 200 300 who knows why stop hi it's andreas hosko from denmark i just wanted to congratulate you on your 100th episode it's so swell it's a great podcast that you're doing and it's uh wonderful that you are now on your 100th episode. I think it, uh, it's just great, and I hope you continue doing it. Great fan theories out there. I'm not sure that I can contribute with any great fan theory of my own. Um, I've written something about the Chevron pattern, uh, which might be of interest to, to you, but it's in Danish, though. Um, and I'm wondering whether we're going to see a duty character pop up in the new series or in the new Twin Peaks and then I'm interested in, in the way that it's distributed and launched this new show, that it premieres at Cannes. They're insisting on calling it the new Twin Peaks or the return. We're not supposed to call it, we're not even allowed to call it season, season three. And it's divided into parts, not episodes. So they're launching it as almost one big movie created by one auteur and uh, another great auteur in collaboration. And at the same time, it's surrounded by all these different types of merchandise, relaunching different tie-in books and creating new tie-in books. And so it's as if at one and the same time, 
it's a very strategic example of transmedia storytelling and uh, an autorist vision akin to old independent movies. At one and the same time, it's very organized and very organic. So um, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping that we'll be moving much more into the heart of darkness in, in the new Twin Peaks. Hey, Ben and Brian, this is John Thorne wishing you a happy 100th episode. Congratulations on some great work over the years. You guys are doing a wonderful job. Hope you have another 100 great episodes and more. So I decided to write something up for the community. So instead of the feedback coming from the community, you're going to give... I'm giving the feedback. You're giving the feedback. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, so... He's got his Buckle paper. up. <laughs> what? You're not using your phone or a computer. You're using paper? Yeah. I actually typed this up on an old typewriter, <laughs> and I mailed it to myself. <laughs> Is that a dossier? It's a dossier. Uh, Tom Hanks actually helped me out with that because he has all the typewriters in the world. Do you know about that? I don't know anything about that. Uh, I don't know where you're going. Google the Tom Hanks thing in the typewriters. I want to thank everyone who has written over the last two years. A very special thank you to one person in particular, John Bernardi, who was one of the first people to write us with praise. But also, he was the first person to give us constructive criticism. Your emails and feedback have given us the insight on what we were doing well and how we could do it better from a listener standpoint. And we, we both appreciate that. Thank you, John. And Yeah, and we both say thank you. Um, I, I think that means a lot. When you are a fan of something, to criticize it is not to say you hate it. It's to say you want to make it better. And with a podcast, I think um, the feedback is instant. In a good podcast will continue doing what they do. But I think a great podcast will take all feedback in consideration. And I think John Bernardi taught us, uh, uh, honestly, I think he's a passionate person. Mm. And I think his emails taught us, like, we, we can't ignore just the anybody saying anything negative. You have to take it all in. Yes. And I, I think I, I thank him for that. Thank you. I, that was a yeah. learning experience. It really is, yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone who has followed us on Twitter or liked us on Facebook. We feel so lucky that the conversation never ended after our show, but only began on these platforms. Also, big thank you to the admins on the Twin Peaks Reddit page. They have welcomed us with open arms and have been very understanding and supportive of our show. And when I say that is... I was clueless to Reddit when I joined, okay? Mm. So I would post things, and they were very nice to explain the rules mm. and not kick us out. And one of the admins, I, I believe, is a fan of the show, and um, he's been very supportive and giving us a little extra on that page, and I, I do appreciate that, and the fan base on there is incredible. On Twitter, I really appreciate that you know Mark Frost followed us, we had Harley Payton who followed us. Showtime, uh, Twin Peaks yeah, handle, yeah, they followed yeah. us. And that they see us as uh, value as part of the community. And that, I mean, that means a lot to us. We have a long list of, of people who are following us that we really appreciate that they follow us and support us. But I, those are names mm. that I think about. Harley Payton, Mark Frost, and to have something like Showtime. Yeah, I mean, that really solidifies us in the community, definitely. And it gives us a kind of a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. It's like a... 
a seal of approval. Right. We've done this for two years, and yeah, and they recognize. They us. believe in thank us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Also, everyone who has rated us and left us feedback on iTunes, thank you. Um, I do believe that in May, one of us will make it in the top fifty. Uh, when I say one of us, I mean us or any of the numerous podcasts um, we've listed them off. A couple of them were on today's show. I believe in May, when season three hits, one of us, one of us will crack that top 50. Maybe multiple. I don't know. I want to say thank you to everyone who has been a guest on our show. Uh, We've had some big players in the Twin Peaks world on our show. But honestly, my favorite guests have been the people who have turned this podcast into a community of people I would call my friends. Uh, The community of people that have embraced us for the last two years has been nothing but amazing. I couldn't ever imagine going to a book reading in New York City and instead of being surrounded by a bunch of strangers, because you're in New York City and you're surrounded by a bunch of strangers, being surrounded by friends, fans, and the community at large. Twin Peaks community is surely a special one and the friendships that we've made uh, will no doubt last a lifetime. And that will be a special moment for me is that mm. going to that book signing. And a part of me is kind of excited that Mark Frost is putting a second book out. Maybe get to do that again. I hope so. I yeah. really do hope that would be something. And, you know, I think about it. It's like the moment we got to New York, we were with Mark from Dear Metal Radio. We were with David Bushman. Then we right. got there. Then we were surrounded by Maya. We're surrounded by... Peter from Welcome to Twin Peaks. We, we had... Francine. Francine. Yeah. yeah. And then we had a woman in front of us who said, I listened to your show. And then we had a a girl who's like, yes, I'm on Reddit. And like, it was crazy. And later down the road, there was other people that were there. I think Michael, who who is a follower of ours, who like, he was there. I didn't even know he was there until after the event and stuff. But yeah, I mean, that New York event was amazing. I think about the Great Southern when we went there and the people that we met. Mm. I feel like every one of these events that we get to be able to be with the community is so special. I can't wait for... Twin Peaks Fest in July yes. that we get to get together and meet people. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. I also have one last person I have to thank. My co-host, Mr. Ben Durant. Oh, Brian. Uh, I should be thanking you. No, hold on. I'm not uh, done. No, no, I don't want to hear anymore. No, you're the person who has made this journey possible and have turned out a podcast we both could be proud of every week. And people should know that. You never cease to amaze me. Uh, The tireless work you put in editing and getting the guests every week has made this podcast a notch above the rest. I might be a little biased when I say that, but I think it's true. So thank you for the hard work you put into the show. And thank you for allowing me to go on this strange and wonderful journey with you. And one happy 100th, Ben. Ah, happy 100th. Brian, what? I did not write anything. I didn't have anything prepared. This is terrible. I no, but you do a lot, and I think you should be. I recognized. think we both do a lot, and oh. I mean, and you come up with. I mean, for this show, you came up with the whole prediction idea, which I think is amazing. I think you're I know, always. No, but now coming. you have to edit it, so that's even more work. Oh no! Oh, ah. No, but but seriously, no, thank you. And I mean, when I was thinking about we got to record the show, I'm like thinking about the community. And then I was like, you know, I should write something up for both. You do a lot of work, you know? Yeah, you're we both up, do. You're so. up until the wee hours of the night editing the show <laughs> together. So that's passion. And yeah. that's that that shows 
that we want to put out a good right. a good show every week. And as I said on the show, though, like I was so happy that you you went on this journey with me. Yeah, I didn't even know if we'd make it to the end. I mean, you start off saying it was a soap opera, and it's like, oh, I'm not gonna even get a I'm not even get to the first season with you because it was like, you know, what is this show? Yeah, yeah, but I like weird stuff. For me, it was the dream sequence that was like, yeah, yeah, that hooked me. You either love the show or you hate the show after that moment. I think that is yeah. the moment that you decide what what the show really is. Yeah, and this is a show I've been wanting to watch since I was a teen. I knew it existed, but I just never had access to it. And when the Blu-ray was coming out, I texted you. You said, I know, Brian. And I was like, I've never seen it. And then your birthday happened. And Matt, you know, I'm so happy you didn't you didn't check it out. You didn't watch it right away. You just kind of put waited. it on the side. I waited. And waited. And we got to do the show. So yeah. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, thank you for taking this journey with me. As, and thank you for going beyond the series, beyond the movie, and keep going. Oh, we're going to keep going. And we're going into the new season. I know. It's very new exciting. Series. Yes. I mean, who knows if we'll actually hit 200th episode. This has been a, a wonderful journey. And you made my life better. I mean, you know, life is tough sometimes. You know, you get a yeah. lot of things happen in life. And this is something I look forward to every week. I'm probably every day. I mean, we're texting every day. Yes, we're, yes. We're always in touch with each other. That's probably one of the big highlights of my week. Besides spending time with my family, the big highlight of my week is doing this show. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, the day of, I try to do as much work in the morning so I can spend putting together stuff at work for this. Because I look forward to it, too. And when we don't do it for a week, it's like, man, I miss doing Wait a minute. We, we do it every week. We've never missed a well, week in 100 you, episodes. You know, behind the curtain stuff. Behind the curtain. <laughs> Stuff. Um, but yeah, I feel this, I'm totally the same way. And I guess this show has been a massive show. I hope everybody has enjoyed it. And I hope we got to surprise people with our surprise little uh, voice messages. Thank you to everybody who called. Yeah, thank I you. Was that was really awesome. I was really happy that people called us. Yeah, it was so cool. And it seems like they've enjoyed our, our shows. I mean, that's what is great to hear. Yeah. They're really having fun with it. And nobody called and told us off. So, I mean, we're doing something right. right. And, you know, besides that, you know, you mentioned all the different ways people have been reaching out to us. And I also thank you for the iTunes. I mean, all those people who yeah. have left reviews and the star, the five stars, that means so much to us because that gets us more people to check out our show. Yeah. So that's so awesome, the people that have gone out and done that. Yeah, it makes it more visible. And you can email us at twinpeaks at gmail.com, twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're also on Tumblr, uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped on there. And we're right now almost getting close to wrapping up our recap of our recap on YouTube. If you're following us on Facebook and Twitter, we've been posting the videos on our YouTube. It's just recapping of a recap that we did originally of the original series. So that's fun. So also thank you to today's guests. Dear Metal Radio, Mark, thank you for coming on, inspiring me for the segment. We had a lot of fun. Thank you for our special guest, Charlotte Stewart. A last-minute phone call from her was very nice, very sweet that she got a minute to do that with us. Yeah, that was really special. Thank you, Charlotte, for doing that. And everybody else who called, uh, you know who you are. We appreciate you making those phone calls, and you got to hear those messages throughout today's show. Is that it, Ben? Is that been 100? This has been 100, huh? I think, is there one thing we might have forgotten? What did we forget? Are we doing a contest? Have we gone into the rules again about the contest? Oh, my God. Before we go, we're going to leave you a quick, this is our first Twin Peaks giveaway contest. Okay. The contest is this. We made, it, we made you wait the entire episode to find out what the contest is. So we'll be giving away an official Twin Peaks hoodie, size XL, 
a Twin Peaks Unwrapped official mug, coffee mug, and a copy of the first issue of the Blue Rose magazine. I'll be posting this on social media so you'll see this. You have to answer one simple question. Whose name did me, to Brian, whisper at the end of episode 20, recap of season two, episode 13? What did I whisper at the end of that episode? Which I wasn't listening. You told me to uh, block my ears, and I blocked my ears, and I had no idea. I, I followed what you still there. Asked. I listened <laughs> yeah. to make sure. But yeah, Ben has no clue. I did go back afterwards. <laughs> but... <laughs> this is the rules. The rules, only U.S., residents only. We just can't afford shipping outside the U.S. Uh, maybe next time we'll do something different. But for right now, it's only U.S. The first person to email us, you have to email us. If it's on Twitter or Facebook, it doesn't count. Send us an email at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com with the correct answer. First person with the correct answer wins. Please, in the header, put TPU contest. I'm just saying that because it'll make it easier to find. Is that toilet paper? That's toilet paper. <laughs> con- no, it's TPU contest because that way we'll see it. We get a lot of emails, and um, if we don't see that in the header, we, it might get lost in the shuffle. So first person to get it right wins. You get the hoodie. You get a, an official Twin Peaks Unwrapped coffee mug. You get the first issue of the Blue Rose magazine, which is amazing, by the way. And... Um, you get it from us for free. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll that ship it out good. to you. So that's all you got to do. Not bad. That's the contest. So so go to it. You, you know the answer. Go email us. Yeah. Episode 20, recap season two, episode 13. What did I whisper at the end of that episode? Send us that email. So with that being said, Ben, I think we're done. We are done. Oh, my God. I can't believe we've got through this 100 shows. Wow. It's been good. It's been good. Happy 100. Happy 100.